Hey everyone, this is Dr. Tim Cummings. And this is Dr. Jess Cummings. And this is the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. On this week's episode, we interview Robin Stevens. Now, she is amazing. She is a feng shui practitioner and consultant. So you can find her at Robin Stevens Feng Shui, which is F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I.com. Um, and we will list all of this in the, the uh, episode notes for you. So you can find her on her website. Um, at the end of this episode, she mentions her social media information. But um, fascinating conversation. I am guessing that a lot of you have not heard of Feng Shui. I know I had not until I met Robin, oh, which was about two years ago now. And so this is just a really great conversation about just the um, practice of feng shui, what that is. It's all about making your home work for you. How do you love the space that you are in? How do you make it work for you so that um, your life is orderly? (laughs) And clutter is a big deal, especially in this season of COVID when so many of us are working from home, our kids are schooling from home. We are home now as a society more than ever. And it's so important that we have um, space that works well for our families. Yeah, I think you guys will love this episode. And I think you may get a sense as you're listening to this that there are things that we don't pay attention to or don't put a lot of conscious thought or intention towards that can really make a difference in terms of how we feel when we're inside our home or when we're at work. And that's the thing that you'll hear in this episode, the thing that I was really trying to um, pull out of Robin and, and talk to her about, because I am very sensitive to those things. And I'm sure many of you who listening, who are listening are in the, you know, sometimes you get in your house and it's like, you just know, it's like, mm, something's not right here. I've got to get some things organized or put some things in, in the right place. And, you know, to, for me, we joke about this all the time where I can be in some ways more OCD about things. Um, it, it can kind of get under my skin to the degree that I don't feel like I can truly like rest or sit in my home if I haven't done the things that I know that I need to do to kind of put things in their place where, where they should be. And so we get into that in, in a whole bunch more. And I think what what's also interesting about this and what I would encourage all of you to you know go and do, even if you're somewhat skeptical of this, is you know start to look into some of the ancient Eastern practices, the, mm-hmm. you know, practices, you know, of uh, China as a country have just thousands of years of history. And some of the things that they figured out thousands of years ago are principles that we are still applying to this day in modern society. And some of those old practices we've lost. And so something like feng shui definitely falls in that category. And there there is a deeper understanding of how we behave as humans and how our environment interacts with us and how we interact with our environment. So I I just think that stuff is really cool. And I think it's worth the time to kind of study that stuff, whether or not you completely agree with with those principles or not. I think anybody could probably agree with the fact that like, if you've got just a bunch of junk all over your house, like you're probably not feeling very settled in yourself or with your life and how it is. So I think there is some validity to what we talk about. And Jess and I um, will probably at some point record a follow-up episode because we're going to have Robin come and do her thing at our house here um, in the coming weeks. And it'll be really interesting to observe um, how that works out for us. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, pound that subscribe button. 
leave us a five-star review if you're on iTunes because we know you love us and we will talk to you guys on the other side. Welcome back to the Healthy Kansas City podcast. And today we have Robin Stevens, who is a feng shui practitioner. She owns her own business. She is local here to Kansas City people. So check her out at robinstevensfengshui.com. Right, Robin? That's it. And Robin, thank you for your time and thank you for being here. Oh, yeah, it's fun. I'm excited. Yeah, Yeah, we've been looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this because like I am the, of the two of us, like I'm the most OCD person and like, I I want to talk to you at some point. We have to get into (laughs) a conversation about like either there's something wrong with me or I'm right. (laughs) And like anytime that something is not put in its proper place, like something goes off in my brain and I'm like, "Mm, something's not right here in this room. So, well, and Robin. I will tell you, I, I, I'm not going to go so far to say that we would be divorced, but you are my husband. There's yeah. a place for everything and everything in its place. Right. And I'm a shover and a stacker. <laughs> and I think feng shui probably saved our marriage. Honest to God. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Okay. This is good. We're yeah. 11 years in, but you know, we're always trying to refine, you know, so were things. we, so yeah. Yeah. So were we. Yep. Yep. And Robin, I can't wait for our audience to hear this because until I met you, I had never heard of feng shui. So yeah. I love, like the more I talk to you, like I love the idea behind it. You know, we're getting you over to our house sometime soon, right? To check things out and kind of work on this ourselves. Like it's a really cool concept. And I think a lot of people are unfamiliar. So we're going to let you take it away. Okay. Talk about your history first and, and why you even started your business to begin with. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to tell you how it all started. Cause I think, um, I think that you'll resonate with this. I, um, first of all, let me just say pre- previous prior to feng shui, in the corporate world. And, you know, I was that person that I um, got up, I got into my garage, I drove to the parking garage, I went upstairs really, really early, worked crazy hours, came back into my car in the parking garage, went and parked in my garage at home, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. And I would do that all over again for many, many years. So I feel like I was sleeping. So one day, uh, my husband and I were at his brother's house for a family barbecue and his sister-in-law, my sister-in-law, was started, who was a landscape designer, started talking about this thing that she discovered through one of her clients called feng shui. And I remember this so clearly. We're standing in the backyard. It's Susie and my husband, Bob's brother, and Bob and I, and Bill is making fun of Susie as she's telling us about it. And so I'm like leaning in, think my physically I'm leaning towards or wanting to know more, even though mentally I was going, this sounds crazy. What a panther means fire. And I mean, she's talking about all these things that made no sense then, but it was intuitively, I knew I needed to know more. And, you know, my husband, I will, <laughs> it's, we've been together for over 30 years. And it's the only time he said this, he goes, I forbid you to have that wackadoodle come into our home. And I remember... <laughs> I remember just looking at him going, okay, sure. And then he went out of town and I immediately called her and said, Hey, can you come over? I don't even know what I'm getting myself into. Um, and she came over and it was, it was life-changing. We talked about the shape of our home and the location of my bed in relationship to the bathroom and how I was sleeping, which I wasn't. Um, 
we talked about clutter was a big one. And I mean, I've been the clutter bug our whole marriage, my whole life. Uh, it's still, I still find it to this day, but she really talked to me about how detrimental clutter is to us and how it affects every aspect of our lives. And we were specifically, we were up in an office and um, that Bob had been after me for probably eight years to clean out. It had eighties power suits. It had <laughs> things that should have been shredded 10 years before that. I mean, just, I could go on and on. So I don't know why, but for whatever reason, finally somebody talking to me about clutter and that was just one part of it, but it really, it, it clicked. So I didn't say anything to Bob. He came home. He ended up going out of town again. And I psyched myself up. I went into that office. I was in there for eight hours. I shredded. I purged. I donated. I rearranged furniture. I cleaned baseboards. I mean, that thing was sparkling. So he came home. I'm like, hey, I need you to come look at the office. And he walked in and he just looked around. He goes, what made you do this? And I said, feng shui. He's been in ever since. I mean, I say, now I say feng shui and he's like, how high? And he's been incredibly supportive. But the result is I feel like um, our whole lives just opened up and flourished because what happens is when you start to take control of your home and you surround yourself with um, cleanliness and organization and symbolism of things that you want, not of things that you don't want. And we'll talk more about that. It's like the whole like attract like, like attracts like, that energy really starts to just amplify. And you start attracting opportunities and experiences and people to you. And all you have to do is say yes. And it's been an incredible ride the last 20 years. And I- Well, and so how long after your- revolution of your own office, office you know, did you, yes, yeah. did you start yeah. your own business? Like, was it a while oh, after that? Or was that yeah. kind of like, I want to do that. Like, I want to actually be the practitioner. Well, it was probably about, oh gosh, 11 or 12 years. I, this is, okay. this is my eighth, actually going into my ninth year of business. And, um, when I had my consultation, uh, first of all, it hooked me immediately. I started reading books. At the time, there was no webinars. It was like newsletters and you get on the phone for conference calls with, you know, practitioners across the country. And it's like, I could not get enough of it. Um, but I was still consulting my practitioner for, because it's, you know, it's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. I'm still, I, matter of fact, right before I jumped on here, I was in class. I still am taking, go to school for it. But um I, I couldn't get enough of it. I was still consulting with her. And then she moved to California and there was nobody in Kansas city to do feng shui. So that's when I decided to go back to school. And that's been nine years ago. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And part of the certification course, it was intensive. It was expensive. It was like six months, um, very intense. And we did practicums where we were, I was going to people's houses and not knowing what I was going to do with it, but I was helping people shift their energy and make incredible changes in their lives. So I could see the third corporate layoff coming my way. I knew it was coming. And so I just decided at that point I was done with the corporate world and created a website, my brand, and I got laid off on a Thursday. On Friday, I flipped on my website and started handing out my business cards. So it was, it was a long journey. That's but, so yeah. cool though. Yeah, that's, that's really, man, that's interesting. My mind is like just 
running right now. I've got like, <laughs> like 20 different questions. I'm going to try to keep this, <laughs> this focused. So if you were going to try to distill out like the principles of feng shui in a way that would like give right. people a, a way to kind of connect the dots between where they're at and how feng shui would maybe fill the gap to get them where you see a lot of people need to be or maybe where you see people when you initially consult with them like what are kind of the the founding principles that that make up that practice that's i mean yeah that's a really or important question and it's distilling it is is not always easy but yeah in a nutshell um Feng shui is the, it's actually rooted in art and science, and it's about balancing and harmonizing your space. And I just like to say, it's really about the stuff you have, where you put that stuff, how you decorate, what you surround yourself, because all of that, all of that influences your life. It's whatever happens in your life, good or bad, mirrors how you live in your space. And everything counts from the, like I said, the cleanliness, the organization, the color on your walls, um, the, the, the artwork that you surround yourself with. And those are all things that anybody can pay attention to. I mean, you don't need me for that. Um, but additionally, the shape of your home matters. Depending on the shape of your home, I could, you know, go, okay, this person's probably struggling financially or depending on where your toilets are located in your house. It's like this person is either struggling financially or they've got health issues. Um, where your exterior doors, the placement of windows, everything matters. It's like your home is like um, a 3D vision board. You know, let me step back for a second. Do you, are you guys familiar with the concept of a vision board? Yeah. Okay, so you know, there's something you want to achieve, you take a piece of poster, and you put all these images on it. So to help you manifest or achieve that goal. Well, now apply that same concept to your entire house, and everything in that house, it affects you guys, it affects your children, it affects, you know, your clients that come into to the, um, to the studio space, mm -hmm. it affects everybody, everything. Mm. Well, and a, a question I have for you, and I think I had asked you this when we were on Zoom last week that just fascinates me is, you know, most people are not building their homes from the ground up. Some people are, and that's really helpful, yeah. especially if they already know this concept and they can consult with you, like, where should we put our windows or put our bathrooms yeah. or, you know, but how do you mitigate circumstances where you might say you, you have money issues? Like, what do you do about that if you can't tear down walls or you know, right. change the entire yeah. layout on the house? Like, it just fascinates me how you still work with those clients and the things that you tell them. It's a couple of different things. Well, first of all, I've never, ever, ever, and I've never once in the thousands of consultations I've done walked into somebody's home and said, you need to tear down that wall. You need to move. That. I mean, that's just not, no one's going to do that. So yeah, how do we how do we cure it or adjust it? Um, there's so many different ways. It could be something as simple as changing up the color on the walls. Mm -hmm. It could be adding live energy or plants to a space. There's so much. There's so many health benefits to bringing nature inside. It reduces stress. It absorbs toxins. It brings live energy. And and nature can be in plants. It can be in um, fabrics, patterns, uh, imagery. There's just so many different ways. 
And then there's what we call transcendental cures. And that might be um, bringing a crystal to hang from your ceiling to shift the energy in the space. It might be um, adding the energy of red to a space to either stop energy or to activate it. Mirrors are huge to kind of um, move and shift energy. There's, there's, there's so many different ways that we can do it. And in a lot of cases, there's, there's more than one solution. So if I tell you, you know, hey, I need you guys to hang a window or hang a mirror here. And you're like, nah, that doesn't work for me. Then we'll look for other solutions that will work that can shift that energy. But none of that works if you don't set really clear intentions about what you, what you want. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of times people will say that feng shui is the vehicle of our intentions. So when you combine feng shui action with your intentions, that's when the magic happens. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And I think this is so relevant right now while we're in the middle of a pandemic and everybody yes. is at home more. So we started working from home three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've been home more now and we've definitely made some changes. I'm still super interested in talking with you more, but um, yeah. we've definitely made changes since being home more because it does matter. I will tell you like yep. when my house is clean and organized and you know, most of our listeners know this, but you know, this too, we have three small kids. So yeah, it is not easy to keep things organized, but it changes the entire dynamic of my mood in particular. Yes. I'm a better mother. I think a better wife, better PT. You know, I, I just feel more at peace when things are more organized in my home, especially since I'm home all the time now. So I think this is super important for our listeners, to Absolutely. Hear, especially for those of you who are still working from home or that may be even an indefinite thing at this point. <laughs> um, well, you're so. absolutely right. And, 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 two things. One thing is, yes, now that we're, we're all at home, it's more critical than ever. Mm -hmm. And two, I think about like your clients that come in and they're, they're making this investment of time and money and effort and energy, and they're going to be way more successful. And it's going to, the chances of them sustaining what you're teaching them in a um, positive way go way up when they're working out, when they're, they're living in a space that supports them. Mm -hmm. If they're living in clutter or disorganization, or this is one of my favorites. I'll walk into somebody's house and I'm like, I look at the paint on the walls and there's scuffs or it's ugly. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't make that judgment. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like a really odd color. And I'll say, so tell me about the paint on your wall. That's my common question. Tell me about, tell me about the paint on your walls. Did you pick this up? No, it's been here for years. I don't like it. Well, can you imagine how effective that is to your whole psyche if you're surrounded by a room of paint that you don't like mm -hmm. or that doesn't make you happy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, that's important for your clients to, you know, and I think if, if, if they're doing all the right things and you're seeing that they get it, but they're not making progress, you might just ask them, you know, tell me about your bedroom. Is it, you know, is it organized? Is it clean? I mean, that's, that's one of the most important rooms of the house. And that's a place yeah. where you, you could start. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Huh. It, it's so cool listening to you describe this because w one of the things that Jess and I are really big on when we see clients is picking up like the nonverbal cues, the way people hold their body, mm -hmm. the facial expressions they make that, you know, trying to figure out is all that jiving with the words that are coming out of their mouth. And then I hear like your process going into somebody's house and it's like, man, that's like that situational awareness or reading those cues, like in the entire like environment around that person as well, which is really interesting because I think a lot of people like what I think about in our house, 
compared to our last house. So our last house was kind of a kind of traditional colonial house. It had, you know, kind of four windows in the front of the house. It had a couple windows in the back of the house, but it was very dark. There was dark wood, there was mm. dark frames. And mm. like, there just wasn't a lot of light in the house. And when I found this house, one of the first things that struck me actually was the first thing I'm like, man, this house is so bright and so light. And this house was not up to date at that point. They had white, whitewashed all the walls but like I could just see the potential th th here that we didn't have at the house we lived in previously. And yeah. I would say, even though this house, this house is slightly smaller than the house that we had before, but it feels so much more livable because we can see the outside. We have trees in the backyard, trees in the front yeah. yard, there's light that streams in to the windows facing east and facing west. And it feels so much more comfortable than that house that we used to live in, yeah. even though I think a lot of people would say like, well, it's not really a, an upgrade versus the house you lived in before, but, but it I was. Say, yeah, we're mm -hmm. much happier being here yeah. than we were at that old house. Mm -hmm. So when you were talking about that, it's like, I, I could just feel myself getting so heavy when you were talking about the lack of the light. I mean, that in feng shui light is a huge deal. You know, mm -hmm. natural light is, I mean, it doesn't just make plants grow, you know, yeah. it, it, it energizes and nourishes us as well. Yeah. So I would say that was a huge, a yeah. In our Good office you now, so you know this, you know, we have our, our gym space, but like our office where we do all of our backend work, we're looking outside, which is so nice. Like our desk is yes. in front of the window. I don't know if that's a good or a bad feng shui thing, but, <laughs> but like, I love sitting here to work because I'm just staring at my tree and watching people walk by and, you know, looking at my neighbor's house across the street and it does make a difference. It's, it's huge. And I mean, I kind of touched a little bit on it before, but, you know, I took a class in biophilic design, which is essentially bringing nature in. Mm. And it's, it's amazing. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm planting people to death because plants are so huge. And when you can see it, I mean, I'm the same way. I can see, you know, everything outside my window. It just, it, it, it's a, a, an energetic boost to our souls, essentially. So, yeah, I think that's great. And what would you say to people to, you know, if they don't have a huge budget to do, because every time I think of like changing things, I'm going to have big ideas. <laughs> it's always very expensive and most likely not going to happen. So if people are in a small budget, as far as decorating or changing things, I know that you work with that, but I would love for you to kind of tell our audience what that looks like in the world of feng shui when you're consulting with them. Sure. So let me just back up for just a second. So when a client reaches out to me, the first thing we do is we have about a 20 minute conversation and we just talk about what's going on in their life that's not working. Mm. So the only hard and fast rule in feng shui is don't fix it if it isn't broke. So we talk about the things they want to improve. And then I have them send me the, uh, uh, a floor plan. Mm -hmm. And then from there, a lot of times I will take what we've talked about and I will look at it against the floor plan. And then I can see where some why they're maybe having some of the challenges, challenges that we've talked about. So I come into the house, you know, we hit the ground running. Um, my goal is never to spend your money. You know, we will, a lot of times we'll be talking about, you know, what would be great here, a picture of an animal. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> or, or so, but, but then I'll, we'll see it in another room and we will take it out of that other room and we'll put it where it belongs from a not where it belongs, but where it can help from a feng shui point of view. And we're constantly shifting things around. So I, I, I'm a former poker player. 
serious. I did serious not know this about you. Oh, That's so yeah. fascinating. Oh, okay. yeah. So I'll never and be able I, to tell when you're lying to me, basically. <laughs> but I feel if like you were I'm, good, right? <laughs> I did okay. Yeah, I did. I, uh, they used to call me the Black Widow, so I did okay. okay. Okay, yeah, we won't be meaning up for poker anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I haven't played for a while, but I feel like I'm 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 given tells, you know, and I have two, mm-hmm. and one of them is if if I tell you something, um, and I start doing this. Uh, putting my tapping my finger on my palm that's a Mm -hmm. big deal I need you to pay attention like I had it yesterday with a client it's like pay attention the other things if I start rubbing my hands together I really want to move something I want to move that cow picture (laughs) from your bedroom into you know and and usually what happens is we're amping up the energy of whatever area that life we want to amp up but it almost always looks better it feels better and so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just moving things a couple of inches from one room to another. Sometimes things got to go. I, you know, um, I walked into, I, I listen very carefully to the things that people tell me on the phone. I listen for the adjectives and the keywords. And um, I had one client kept talking about her dysfunctional home or dysfunctional home. I mean, she, I, I think I ticked it six times in the course of 20 minutes. Hmm. When I walked in the door and I looked straight ahead on the wall in front of me, there were tiles on the wall that said O-M-E. The H had fallen off. It was a dysfunctional home. I mean, it was literally dysfunctional home right in front of me. So in that case, that was an easy fix. That's just something we took down. And as a matter of fact, I took it to Savers on my way home. (laughs) So sometimes, I mean, to your point, and I know I've kind of gone around the bend here, but sometimes it's just moving things around, you know, or, or maybe we'll make a list of things that could work and then people can just prioritize how they want to fix it or how they want to decorate. And sometimes it's just giving people permission to love on their home in a more adult way. I I go into a lot of homes of couples that I've used the phrase, it feels like I'm walking into the home of some college students, not two successful adults who've really accomplished a lot um, and then when people start to look at their space from that point of view, it's amazing the decisions they make, the priorities they make, and how life just expands. So that's, that's so cool. Amazing. I know you can get so creative. So I just love hearing all those it's ideas so and suggestions yeah. because um, I think people can get like, well, how is feng shui different than just straight like interior decorating should I hire an interior decorator and I think what you do as far as bringing the energy piece of things you're asking them their goals that things are struggling with like that is kind of what singles you out right it's just you know how is your space impacting your life not just what do you like and what do you want I mean that's important correct but Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's only one aspect of what your home should be for you well and I I I, want to be clear I mean there are feng shui practitioners who are interior designers and they go Mm -hmm. hand in hand Unfortunately for me, I am not an interior designer and I hire one to help me. However, I'm very clear. It's like, okay, I need, I really want to incorporate purple into the space, or I really want to incorporate uh, metal, or I really would like an image of, you know, I'm very specific. So I think that um, sometimes, you know, I can come in and we can make changes and that's all you need. Other times, if you if you need a lot more help and you're looking for someone to like, I know I want to put, you know, gray paint in here. Maybe um, an interior designer will help you find the right hue. 
people. So sometimes you need both. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned this earlier, I would love for you to take our audience a little more in depth through your process of how do they become a client of yours? You mentioned, you know, when you guys initially meet, you chat on the phone, is that kind of the first mm -hmm. step chat about what they're looking for, what they're struggling with? You have them send you a floor plan, which is super helpful for you to kind of, first of all, you listen to them. So you kind of know where they're at and then you look at their floor plan. And then what happens after that? So then I will, um, Everything in our lives can be boiled down and put into one of nine life categories. There's our careers, our family, our love, our finances. And each one of those categories is called a GUA, G-U-A, in a very specific order. Excuse me, it's called the BAGUA. It's kind of, it's, it's the feng shui map. And so all of those are represented spatially in your home. So what I will do is I will apply that feng shui map to people's homes, to their floor plan. So that's how I can tell, oh my gosh, they're completely missing the prosperity area of their home, you know? So that's why they're struggling financially. And so when I get there, I continue to ask questions. We walk through the home. I tell them, you know, uh, you know what I have found and then how we can fix it or adjust it. Um, and then we will, and that's about two and a half hours. We, you know, that's, 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 that's a standard, um, consultation. We might move things. Uh, we, we may only hit three rooms depending on what kind of condition they're in. It's just every, it's not cookie cutter. Every single one is different. And then we will, 30 days later, we will jump on a Zoom call and we'll go through kind of what their list was, what they've accomplished, what questions they have, and then they can kind of, and it's fun because I get to see the changes that they've made. And it's, that is it's cool. just, it's a great experience. And then I have another um, consultation. It's the VIP program, and it's 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 a longer consultation. And we go through the house. We do all those same things. But if they need cures, then I bring those with me, and we'll hang them and apply them. And so when I walk out of there, and we'll do the intention setting together, and when I walk out of there, it's it's a lot has been accomplished. So and then we'll do the thirty day follow up, and then again another one in sixty days. So. Very cool. And that was me. My next question was, what do follow-ups look like? Does mm -hmm. everybody need those? Like what is kind of the average amount of time you know, people see you or the number of visits or? Most of the consultations I do are just a basic two and a half hour. It's, it's if you get on my uh, website, it's called the Ignite Feng Shui Consultation. But sometimes people just want to work on their office or they might want to just do something virtually over the computer. You know, they've got this little project that they want to, to do. Um, you know, every once in a while, um, someone will come just have me come in for a couple hours and we'll just get done what we can get done. My favorite though is, and, and, and that all works and it's still, it's so comprehensive and it's still very, very helpful. My favorite is when we can do the full A to Z process and I can follow up with people in 30 days because I find that's when they're the most motivated and accomplished the most because they don't want to let me down. They want to get their, their, their stuff done. I think the accountability is huge, even in PT. Yeah. It's very important. So I yes. would agree that that's an yeah. important aspect for sure. And people have questions. I mean, I'm sure, sure people have follow-up questions for you. Yeah. Like, hey, I tried this, but I don't know, it didn't work. Or, <laughs> you know, what would you suggest? So that's very cool that you are able to do that. And then are there other services you offer? Like you mentioned the VIP versus just kind of a regular consult. Um, do you yeah. do webinars or is there anything else our listeners should know? 
I'm working on a um, virtual class right now that I think is going to be a lot of fun. It's an it's a more intimate class where it's really for the DIYer, and um, we'll do a lot of things online together. So that I'm hoping to launch at the beginning of the year. Um, I teach, I do programs for different organizations, and um, but that and that's that, that that's but my biggest um, I think where I really get most excited is the one-on-one -on -one work because that's transforming lives one at a time. Sure. And people, the fun thing is, I mean, I will get, I have gotten calls before I've even gotten home, but oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what just happened. <laughs> and because the universe, you know, when you start to get your house in order, literally the universe definitely responds to that. And I've seen new relationships. I've seen unexpected job offers and promotions. I've seen, um, unexpected checks in the mail. I had one client who, you know, she got a $20,000 check in the mail. She thought her mother's estate had been settled two years ago. And that's, that's a fascinating story. And I would love to get into it because the symbolism in it and, you know, it was crazy, but it was, it provided, it, it allowed her to do so many different things. You know, one of my, one story for myself is my husband and I had stopped traveling. We hadn't traveled in like five years for a variety of reasons. And we decided about 10 years ago, we were ready to jump back into traveling. So I got a gray piece of poster board because that's the color associated with travel. And we went to, um, we went to Half Price Bookstore and got all these travel magazines. And we sat on the couch and we're cutting out pictures and we're making a vision board. And I hung it in our garage because that's the area of our home that was dedicated to travel. And within, it was like 10 days later, he won an all expenses, expenses trip, all expenses paid trip to the Dominican Republic. It was five star all the way. It was the best trip that we've ever had. Wow. Stuff like that happens all the time. And sometimes it's little, it's like little, you know, kisses from the universe saying you're on the right track, keep going. Or um, it could be, you know, six months down the road after your first consultation, you look back and go, oh my gosh, look at where I was and look at where I am. Um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Really interesting too. I feel like there's there's so much depth to that that it would probably take us another two or three hours <laughs> to, to unpack. It's true. I, mean, I would love for you to um, share a million stories. We can do a whole podcast on that. Like those well, are fascinating. <laughs> I'm kind of interested, I think, just practically because I'm so far outside of your realm of expertise and I'm kind of thinking through some things that hmm, maybe you would encounter things that like personally I'm interested in as well because this podcast in a way is kind of selfish. It's like we love talking to people like you because, you know, it's interesting learning these new things that we can apply to our own lives as well. Yeah. But I think about <clears throat> one of the things um, that I see um, quite a bit is people's affection for either things that are old or things that are new or people who mm -hmm. are more sentimental and people that are, that are less sentimental. And, yeah. you know, I know that there's not like a universal right answer for that, but how do you kind of navigate that when you see somebody who falls on kind of one far end of that spectrum either way where it's like they don't want to hold on to anything and they're willing to just shift whatever they want to do which i'm not quite that far down the spectrum but i'm definitely farther down on that side than jess is and it's something that we've kind of butted heads on sometimes where i'm like well what do we need that for 
but it's not no, universal. I, say, I don't want to keep but, anything. But like, it's not get it out of my house. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not universal like that too. There's certain things that like I hold on to, and it's weird. Your baseball cards. Well, those are sitting in our basement in two boxes. No, I was gonna say, actually, <laughs> like a lot of my old like gym shorts, you know, that I still like work out in. And Jess is like, oh, "Why are you still wearing those?" I mean, just like they're comfortable and I like them, you know. And that I don't really see see the issue. But I think it's interesting just kind of thinking about those dynamics because I think people fall in sometimes, like Jess said, you know, there's elements of you that are probably more prone to embrace things that are new, to be less sentimental versus people who would like to hold on to things that they've had for a long time or really fall more in that realm of being more sentimental. So. Yeah, there a problem with that, Robin? No, not at all, not at all. I think the biggest thing is, you know, really evaluating the things that you have and, and getting real about why you're keeping them. Um, if you're keeping things out of guilt, that is, remember that whole like attracts like, you don't want to attract that guilt energy. That's living somebody, somebody else's life and not your own. Um, but I think it's important that we keep the things that we love. I mean, if you love things and they're still working for you, there's no, there's no bad or wrong in that. And I also think it's okay. Um, you know, I know like parents specifically will get really kind of hinky about letting things go for their kids. And I think that's okay too. It's like, maybe you identify each kid gets a certain size tote and you keep the really awesome things or the impactful things or the things that really um, were important to them, you know? And, and, and so you, but you do it in a very respectful and organized way. You don't get to just throw things haphazardly in a room or downstairs because that's not showing respect to those things. And that's um, that energy manifests itself in different ways in your life and, and not in a positive way. So, and, and, and yeah, and every, we're all different. I mean, we are mm -hmm. all different. And so there has to be respect for ourselves, but also for each other. And then mm -hmm. coming, maybe coming up with your own systems. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of hear what you're saying. It's kind of like just understanding your own intentions, like why you do the things that you do, why you have the things that you have. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, maybe if you're holding on to something that has a negative connotation, like you were saying before, yeah. out of guilt, probably not the best thing for you, right? Like you don't need that thing in your home. So not at all. I mean, and sometimes the hardest thing is letting something go either because somebody gave it to you, you paid a lot of money um, you haven't had it very long, but oh gosh, I'm having a lesson right here for myself. I bought something that I actually hate <laughs> and I want to get rid of it. And I'm like feeling like I can't. And my husband was like, just do it. But it's like, you know, it was kind of expensive. Okay. Lesson, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's this a is big why deal. we're talking today. We're always learning. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a big deal because it's, it's, it's a duvet cover I bought for my bed. So I'm under it every single night. Yes. And just think about what the energy of that is doing to me because I really hate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. I hate ours. I bought it super cheap mm -hmm. actually years ago. Yes. The cover for ours was new. We've had the actual duvet forever. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I hate mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So you and I this week, Robin, we're getting rid of yes. our duvet covers. Do you, do you have a key? Do you want a, do you want a uh, duvet cover that's 
let's talk afterwards. Show me what yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, And yes, we have a king, so we're all yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I think that's super interesting. One of the other things I wanted to talk to you about, because we've had this observation over the last, oh, it's almost been three weeks now. When we moved into this house, we had a non-working fireplace that we were going to restore and then it got flooded with a big storm about two years ago and completely broke and so we just recently had that taken out and replaced with a new fireplace and i would say it's been nothing short of like transformative in terms of how that's changed the room um, from the standpoint of one like how much time we spend in there like it just draws people into that room and it's really just kind of it's it's I don't know how to describe it. Maybe energy is the it's word. ambiance. The kids yeah. want to do school in front of it. That's the first place they go in the morning. Like I usually, if it's cold, which this week is nicer, but you know it's been much colder here. Um, and so that's the first thing the kids want to do. And I usually turn it on first thing in the morning because it's cold in the house, and they want to go sit in front of it. And that's where they hang for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, but it's definitely so, changed the mood of the house. Yeah. I would say, yeah, which has been interesting. So. Well, when I think of, I'm looking for your floor plan to see if I printed it because I want to see where in your house it is. Because yeah. what's interesting is you took something that was essentially dead energy, mm -hmm. dead non-working energy, and you gave life to it. Mm -hmm. And fire is huge. And what's interesting, how long ago did you guys do this? Just about three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting because fame, the, or, um, fire is directly... Um, related to the fame and reputation blah, which is important uh, for recognition, uh, reputation, as you're building your business and you're attracting clients to yourself. It'll be interesting to see. We have had a lot of new clients in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's the fireplace. That's what it is. Maybe, maybe. Uh, it's crazy how that yeah. happens. I, I yeah. see. Yeah. And I will talk, I'll be talking to clients and I hear the words coming out of my mouth thinking, really? But I see it play out again and again and again. Yeah, just those patterns. I think that's what you're talking about. We see that in PT all the time. It's pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. Like you see the things that aren't working the way they're supposed to work. And you've right. seen that 10,000 times. And it's like, you know, instinctively before you even speak the words, it's like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Or that's yeah. for us, it's like, you're not supposed to move like that or hold your body like that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and Robin, um, as we wrap up here, we, we've kind of touched on this throughout the course of the time we've been chatting, but um, what sorts of clients do you work with? Like, again, I had never heard of feng shui before I met you. Yeah. And now I'm like, this is so fascinating. I love talking with you. Every time we get together and we're in you know, one of our networking groups together, it's just awesome to hear you talk about what feng shui is oh, and all the you. things that you do. Um, where do you find your clients and how would somebody even know, like, man, I need to hire her. Like, this is really important for my life. Like what maybe, maybe are there certain catchphrases or things people are saying about their life or what they're struggling with? So I find, I, I do, I, I, I have done a lot of networking and I've done a lot of like planting seeds over the last eight, nine years. Um, a lot of my clients right now are coming through referrals and repeat clients. So I feel very grateful for that, especially as networking is kind of ground to a halt. Mm -hmm. um, plus I've done a lot of TV segments that has been a really nice way to introduce people to myself and kind of a little, you know, little nuggets of, of feng shui here and there. Um, I just lost track of the rest of your question. 
Well, I was just thinking, like, how would people know? Like, people oh, who are listening to this, yes, you know, thank you. how would they know? Like, man, I really, like, this is really important for yes. me that <laughs> I hire her. So. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is people are stuck. They just get stuck. They don't feel good in their homes. They don't know why. Um, maybe they're they're hating their jobs or not. They're like financially, things are going, more money's going out than coming in. They don't know where to start. And sometimes the, not sometimes, almost always the easiest place you can start is by cleaning off your desk, you know, rearranging a closet, you know, that, that, and what happens when you get this little success that morphs into the next little project, into the next little project and the projects get bigger. And all of a sudden you've done some incredible things to your home. So I think feel people that are feeling stuck or just want to have a better flow in their lives, a better flow in their space um, is is a, is a, is a good indicator of what to listen to, listen for. I think that's huge. And again, I know we've talked about this several times, but just to reiterate being home all the time now is so important. We love our space because you are not going to feel good about yourself. If you hate the space that you're in, like you said, first thing, you know, first thing is we started talking today, like when your house is cluttered, your space is cluttered, like that really does a number on us. So, well, and you know, it's, it's common sense that when you are surrounded by clutter, it's, your brain is probably cluttered. It's difficult to be focused and intentional and in the moment because it's like your attention is is drawn elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and where can our listeners find you? What are your social media channels and your website again? Maybe a phone number? You know, or... truly in Kansas City, especially if anybody um, Google's feng shui, I'm going to pop up. Because you're and the one, right? You're the only practitioner in town. As far as I know, as far as I know, yeah. And then... Um, RobinStevensFengshui.com. I, I do have a Facebook page. Social media is not my um, is not my superpower. So, but you can definitely get a hold of me that way too through Facebook. Awesome. Great. Robin Stevens Feng Shui. Any, this was great. Yeah, yeah. Any last minute comments about Feng Shui for our listeners or things that you, you know, really feel like people need to know? You know, the thing I, I'm getting ready to do a little video of this for the Wellness Consortium, but um, you know, the thing I would say is we're getting ready to transition into winter. And just like our, our mouths nourish, our, our, our mouth nourishes our bodies, our front door nourishes our homes. And this is a great time to go out getting new dead plants and cobwebs and leaves and just give everything a good clean. So you're set up in the best possible way as winter hits to still really, because through the front door comes good fortune and blessings and opportunities. And like for you guys, you need to do it just not at your front door, but also at your, the door to your business. Yeah. You know, it's, those two are very critical. Very cool. So yeah, look for a little video on that here in the next day or two. Most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Well, Robin, thank you so much for sharing your expertise, yeah, this was your fun, business, you guys. yourself. Uh, we really enjoyed talking with you and this is great for all of our listeners. Check her out, robinstevensfengshui.com. She's amazing. So you guys are super fortunate to have heard this conversation and Robin, we'll catch you next time. Sounds good. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Kansas City podcast. If you like what you're hearing, check out all of our episodes here or at restorethrive.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help others find our show. Restore Thrive is the home to Kansas City's top physical therapy and performance training practice. We're all about helping active individuals and athletes get back to the activities and sports they love without pills, injections, or surgeries. 
At our core, we believe that you should be able to grow strong and age gracefully. So whether you're trying to get ready for your next race, ready for your next workout, ready to keep up with your kids, pretty much ready to win at the game of life. Check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Restore Thrive. Until next time, be well, everyone.